2: It's like I've been on the show for 10 years.
0: Oh, Phoenix! Hey, yo. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish.
2: Greg Demarco show.
0: Best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Here we are, Tuesday night, June the 8th, 2021. The 10-year celebration continues. 10 years of podcasting for Greg DeMarco and Patrick O'Dowd. And here we are to celebrate it once again. The month-long celebration continues. Got a very fun one coming up, just as long as the guest actually makes it to the show. Well, that, That's a throwback, Patrick O'Dowd, is, is seeing right, if the guest we actually guest? makes it to the end. Yeah, if, if we achieve guests. So, I've told guests when I they get that. on to the to the audio here, to the meeting that we used, that uh, we'll already be going. So, just kind of chill for a second when they get on. Uh, and, and that guest knows us well enough to know that. And, and so, that'll – I don't want to say the name just because what if it doesn't happen, right? And then we have to wing it. Mm-hmm. So, which right,
2: we can. And it's, it's a big, yeah, big disappointment for all around. And you don't want to do that to your fans.
1: They don't even yeah. know. They yeah. don't even know. Gregory. And, we have other other topics we can talk about. Hashtag Greg's too. fault. Yes, hashtag Greg's fault. So it's been your thing, lately. All you want to do is drag me down. That that's all you've done lately, Patrick. Go down. It's kind of your thing. I don't really? know what it is. What did I do to you?
3: Is it just lately, or has that been like?
1: No, you know, it's like this. Pronounced. This is kind of out of nowhere. It's more pronounced, like like a like a big nose would be pronounced, or or a. Uh,
2: I mean. I was trying to point out what an effective roast was versus the, the roasting I didn't get when somebody you said I was being I roasted. And actually you were right. just, like, you were just I the unfortunate giant nosed example. It's true. That who has the bigger nose Miranda, triple H or. Oh,
1: that's really
2: you hard have to see them together
1: to really make a good. We should,
3: we need a side by side comparison. I think I'll make that
1: happen. Right. I'll make that happen.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Side by side comparison, but it could be Greg by just a nose. So, oh,
1: but i But you can't say or just like a that. nose because that doesn't make sense. It's got to be like, well, yeah, because it's, it's a, it's a nose, it, it's the nose. entire nose. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> It'd be really funny if somehow, you know, SmackDown's going to be here in, in August, right? If somehow I <laughs> yeah. meet Triple H. So, say we're backstage at SmackDown and I meet Triple H and everybody's going around, hey, you doing this <laughs> or whatever. Except Miranda Morales is like, wait, can you two stand like this? Can you just stand right here? Yeah, I'm stand? sneaking
3: pics of like right? Greg profile, profiles,
1: H and, profiles. Yeah. <laughs> and she's and like she can't tell Triple H. She can't be like, "Excuse me, Paul, can you do this?" But she's like, "Greg, scoot over, do this." She's like nudging me. I don't.
2: I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe the dude would be chill about the whole thing. You, it, you tell me yeah. this the first what? time he's heard that his nose
1: is big? Like, no, I don't but think this that's could be The first
3: time we're comparing it to another nose, and I'm it may Maybe a
1: lot. Probably not. He's been in the business a long time. I'm sure his nose and plenty of other things have been compared to other things in a backstage environment oh. in professional wrestling. So especially the era that he came up in and the gimmick right. that he had for a really long time um, and the shtick that they pulled over and over again. Yeah, it's been a thing, especially because he was always the sober one. So you could only You're imagine right. how uh, how that went so yeah this is the babyface heel podcast by the way because uh, there's two sides to every story line i am the heel patrick o'dowd is a baby face and miranda morales is stuck in the middle forced to be the referee the peacekeeper the tweener free to choose sides as she wishes this show is of course part of the chair shot radio network which you can hear at your favorite website thechairshot.com
3: TheChairShot.com. Always
4: use
1: your head. Follow along at Media. That's the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for the website. You can follow me at ChairShotGreg. I'm Greg DeMarco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The male voice you heard besides mine is that of the Wrestling Realist himself, Patrick O'Dowd. That is at WrestlingRealist. That's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-O. R e a l i s t. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, and there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist Patrick O'Dowd, and the other voice you heard was that of the Twitterless heroine because you can follow her on Facebook or Instagram at the hashtag Miranda hashtag spelled out, and that is of course the Queen of Soft Style, Miranda Morales. So so look, we got got back on track, which is shocking that we ever do that, and got everything in. So it's Tuesday. It's time to record 10 years. We, we've surpassed 10 years. So technically, Patrick O'Dowd, we're in year 11 of doing this. And that's just... On the 11th year. The 11th year of our, of our century.
2: That's... Um, I don't know. Still a little still a little tough to wrap my head around.
1: Yeah. I'm sure it wouldn't be tough for like our families to wrap their heads around because they're like, my God, it seems like you guys have been doing this <laughs> forever. And we wish you would stay. Right, up. right. So... Yeah, it's, it's definitely something I mean, that's gone on for Yeah, a
2: it's so commonplace now. I think the only thing that, you know, talking about the families is just, you know, the Mrs. O'Dowd forgetting which day we're on because we've switched yet again or we've, you know, taken the hiatus or whatever it is. I, w- I did, you know, I was thinking about this though, like the little O'Dowd didn't exist no. when this podcast started. Wow.
1: There was. Because no I
2: remember movie. calling into the show. From the hospital, after the little old dad was born, what? Yep. When everybody was asleep, so everybody was resting. It wasn't like I was in the delivery room as the little <laughs> old <O'Dowd> dad was crowning. <laughs> play
3: might play coverage of the, the baby is coming out of
2: the canal. Nothing like that. None of that was happening.
1: Should um, have missed opportunity, but they just no, I anxiety. got in enough
2: trouble for having the Super Bowl on in the delivery room. <laughs> yes, that is a true Patrick O'Dowd story. Oh, man. Birth wasn't happening at the time, just not. to be clear. The silence there, I feel like I need to make clear on that. Little was in the background as, well.
3: as he was coming into the world. a no, little,
2: little O'Dowd entered the world with no television on. But, but while waiting for the big moment, it was Super Bowl Sunday and... They just so happened to be one of the years the Patriots lost to the Giants because that's what mm-hmm. they do when they play the Giants in
3: the that's, Super Bowl. Yes, that's true. And, that's uh,
2: and I caught maybe a mild amount of hell over the fact that the doctors kept being like, what's the score before <laughs> being like, oh, Mrs. O'Dowd, how are you today? Let's see how you're coming along.
1: Um, that's fantastic. That, that it was. I, I got, you for the score.
2: I'm like the worst at marriage.
1: Yes, like here you are. I, I am. Might be gonna try
3: I'm gonna sure, I'm, I'm sure there's there's worse. Ah, yeah, really
2: i I, I'm... I lost my wedding ring like three days after I got married. <laughs> I remember that? I uh, <laughs> I forgot my wedding day. Yeah, it right? was so your anniversary. anniversary. Forgot that? No, yeah. no, 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 okay. no, no, no. You just
3: forgot the day that you got married.
2: We've told this story. I know. On this show, probably to you, where when Greg and I, when Greg is yes. trying to get me the live wrestling, yes and Jeff Hardy was wrestling at Matt ROH, hardy.
3: Matt Hardy. Uh, was the it Matt? Hardy. Yeah, it was, was Matt. Matt. Oh, one of the Hardys.
2: It was a Hardy. Was that the one? Was it Fate of an Angel? Yes. Was that, was that the show? Matt Hardy versus so Christopher not a, Daniels. yes. Yeah, wrestling my favorite wrestler. And he's like, hey, what are you doing on July 16th? And I'm like, I think I got something. Let me let me just check. Let me just check with the with with, uh, with the lady real quick. Hey, what am I doing on July 16th? You're getting married. Oh
1: yeah, dude, I can't go. That was literally the response. <laughs> oh yeah, I can't
3: go. can't go. So you forgot the day that you were getting. Okay, yes, this does bring. I mean, I knew that there was something going on. But to be like fair, you was... weren't a husband at that point, so. Well, I was
2: a shitty fiance then too. Right.
3: Okay, well, there you go. But well, he
1: was trying to be, now, or maybe trying not to be. I don't know.
3: Now I've lost, I've lost
2: the wedding wedding ring uh, two other times since the initial loss. <laughs> so it's it's never. It got so bad. Did Did you, you that, order an eight
3: pack of rings so that way, like just in well, case you had on some the spare third ones? on the
2: third go round? There was actually we're not replacing this ever again, <laughs> uh, and then we replaced it. And I've, I haven't lost
1: that one. <laughs> well, yeah. I remember when you lost it the first time. I was like, "Don't buy another expensive one. Like, just buy a cheap yeah, ass one." That's right. And I, I literally just, the wedding ring I'm wearing right now I bought on Amazon. Like, right. that's one of the great things about being a guy, like I literally bought this wedding ring on Amazon. I had a different one previously, and and when you lose eighty five pounds, you have to get a new wedding ring. And so I paid another twelve dollars mm-hmm. or eighteen dollars or whatever it cost for for the new wedding ring. And then at one point I had a couple different ones to see which one I liked. And
3: yeah, you did. You had like almost an array of rings that you remember, were just like trying. And
1: you'd remember, and you know about this, but, yeah. but cause you've seen, I didn't wear one for a few years yeah. because of, of the skin and then had to do some research and materials. And it turns out like the ones that are best for the skin are super cheap. So yeah, I have, I have a multitude. I still have some other ones that are uh, upstairs in the dresser if need be. My wife has two as well. Like she has the original one and then one that I got her like 2 years ago. Um not even 2 years ago, a year and a half ago. So she
2: she's got the she's got the 15 pounds of gold and the big gold belt. She's got oh.
1: both. kind of Well, one's not gold, one is gold. So the the original is gold, then the newer one is not. So that's
2: I, I was, and Greg, why why did you kill that?
1: I don't know. Hey, so what we're going to an do analogy. now? We're going to we're going to transition and we're going to go to a... Uh, we're not going to go quite to the commercial break. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, we're not going to go quite to the commercial break because I just screwed something up in the background. Greg's fault. I may have denied entry to the to the meeting here that we have for some reason.
2: Hashtag so, Greg's fault. So,
1: Miranda Morales, if you could be so kind yes. as to boss me around, even though it's not the hashtag Miranda show, and we'll get going with what we need to get going with.
3: Yes, Greg. Well, if you don't mind, go ahead and wind it up. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, indeed. It is time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot to pick up your very own ChairShot t-shirt today. When you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot, you're going to find over 25 different t-shirt designs all in support of TheChairShot.com. That includes the Cheer shot Worldwide t-shirt, multiple Always Use Your Head shirts, Suck It Nerds, Baron Corbin Sucks, Chair Shot 316, and of course, the unofficial official t-shirt of Patrick O'Dowd, hashtag Save Tag Team Wrestling, the Queen of Soft Style shirt, and Everybody Hates Greg. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to pick up your very own t-shirt that is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot.
1: Now, if you've been listening to this show, these podcasts for a really long ass time, then you would recognize that theme song. And that theme song, of course, is what we used to use to play in on this program for, I don't even know what we're supposed to call her nowadays, what she wants to be called. But you all knew her for a damn solid year on this program as none other than buggy nova as we continue our month-long celebration of 10 years of podcasting buggy welcome
4: hi guys can you hear me okay
1: yes all right
4: oh my gosh i feel like it was like 10 years ago i feel like this was just yesterday i was calling in that you guys were were talking about wrestling and having having a good time
1: yeah, back when those things were like three hours long. I just released one of our old episodes, and it was legitimately three hours long. We don't even go a full oh hour God. now, Buggy, just to <laughs> let you know. So, um, But for everybody listening, Buggy was literally on the first ever show that we did, that horrible-sounding show that I released a week ago. <laughs> and was nice enough to call it. I mean, it, what is
2: it the man. worst thing I've ever heard ever, man?
1: No, no. Like. I, unfortunately, I've heard worse things on this very radio network. Probably been a part of them. But... Since then, you know, Buggy literally came on nearly every Tuesday for a year, and then signed with WWE, and and world went crazy, up and down, and all over the place. And and Buggy, how the hell are you?
4: I'm doing super good. I've been. Uh, I just graduated college. Yes. And I'm on the road to becoming a registered dietitian and hoping to work with eating disorders. And um, in probably about a year or so, I still have to do my internship. And after that, I will take the RD exam. And then after that, I will officially be an RD.
1: There you go. So, so, and you actually, we'll talk about it later, but you've even set up a social media account for that. And you're already really trying to, you know, social media is such a fucked up place and you're really trying to help that a little bit. And, and some of those norms that are out there, um, yeah. but, but let's go back because what you're trying to do, and you've talked about this before, that's why I'm comfortable asking you, this is, this is for a reason. You just didn't wake up one day and decide you want to be a nutritionist or a dietitian. Like this right. comes from, from life.
4: Yes. So what inspired me to step closer to or go from the wrestling world into the more uh, dietetic field was because I was helped so much from dietitians, from being in an eating disorder rehabilitation center myself. So getting treated in that way has inspired me to say, okay, well, maybe I can help other people because it's like, I've been in their shoes and I feel like it always comes, it it gets received better from someone who has been there rather than someone who is just like, well, I'm going to tell you what to do and you better do it. It's like, well, no, like I get it a little bit more. Like I've been in your shoes and hopefully, you know, I can offer a little bit more guidance or offer a little bit more empathy because I've been in that place before and I hope to help other people that have been struggling in that same position. So that's been a big motivator for me so far.
1: I bet I can only imagine um, you. So so you re- and you just graduated.
4: I just graduated. Like like
1: three weeks ago awesome so so i know i've already already said congratulations but publicly congrats that's huge it's awesome thank
0: you super proud of you for
1: doing that um you talked about how you got help i mean i still remember when you were in wwe you're in nxt and Mm -hmm. and it gets reported all over the place that you're in rehab and of course when someone in wwe goes to rehab we all assume it's drug or alcohol rehab and yeah. that was what was reported. I remember that's what was reported about you. And I remember going apeshit on the people at 401 Romania and they wouldn't take it down. Oh my God. Just the stories. Um, how, what was, I mean, what was that like? What did it mean? Whatever you want to share about that. Cause obviously it's, it's yeah. not old news, but it's, it's years ago at this point. So like,
4: yeah, from what I remember, Okay, so when you're in treatment, they don't allow any phones or cell phones or computers, any kind of, like, outside access. But when I got to the point where I think I had been at least 30 days in, and maybe even, like, maybe even 60 days in, they, one way or another, granted me, like, internet access. And, like, one of the first things i do was, like, go on Twitter, which is a big mistake. I don't recommend it if you're, like, fresh out of rehab. Do not go on Twitter. And I remember uh, being called druggy Nova. Instead of buggy Nova. Do remember Like that. druggy Nova. You know, buggy Nova's in rehab or whatever. And I remember making some kind of statement. And I, like, wasn't supposed to. And I'm like, hey, I'm not in here for drugs. Because, I mean, if you're going to... I mean, there's nothing wrong with going to rehab for any reason whatsoever. But for some reason at the time, I was like, I mean, it just hurt my feelings, you know? It's like people people just make assumptions and and they're gonna do whatever they're gonna do. But it kind of hurt my feelings that people were already making assumptions and like making nicknames and like now I could laugh about it. But at the time it really hurt my feelings. So <laughs> so I felt like, okay, I should like clear up and like let people know like what I'm in here for. So that maybe they can understand a little bit or maybe I can like clear the air somehow. But um but yeah, I remember I mean that's I, I don't remember a lot of things, but I do remember I remember that for some reason.
1: Yeah, it was it was nuts. And and I remember just being super pissed because when you know the truth and you see, and you know how, I mean, we make fun of wrestling news all the time on these programs now because of how bad it is. But when it affects someone, you know, the human being behind the character or whatever. And and to have people do that when you know what somebody's gone through, or at least you know about what somebody's gone through. I don't know if anybody can, can know what you've gone through. Um, let's even help a little bit with that. And, and Patrick and Miranda, feel free to jump in as you want or not. It's totally up to you. What do you think and what do you know is probably the biggest misperception that people have about somebody with an eating disorder. Like the, the assumptions that we make that are probably just way off base. She's on mute. mute. Sorry.
4: It's okay. One of the biggest misconceptions about eating disorder, I would say, I would say people, it's, it's, you don't know what eating disorders look like. You can't really judge someone, whether they're sick or not, by looking at them physically. Sorry. Hold on. Let me just go into a different place super, super quick. No, I'm go just going to go outside. Is that okay? Yeah. Just sure. a second.
1: This is like a throwback, Patrick O'Dowd, back when she used to have to do this kind of stuff. Before. Yeah. But she might I still mean, live with the same The people.
2: more things change, the more they stay the same, right? <laughs> A lot of fun. I was I was actually the thing that I just realized here this is the first time I've ever seen Muggy the human.
3: Oh the face. Yeah. Oh, I mean seen pictures ever I mean pictures well, we didn't but do like back then yeah an actual speaking yeah.
2: human being. Right. It's true. Um because back in those days as we talked about on my landline phone there there yes. were there was no I mean even for most of the time we've been doing the show it's been via a, a Skype or a conference talk, calling. Like, so. I still
1: say the majority of the ten years is on Blog Talk Radio. At, yeah. Oh know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, when Miranda joined, we were on Blog Talk Radio. So still you're looking on at Blog Talk, yeah. Still seventy five percent of our time podcasting British has lady. been on Blog Talk, sadly. So, Buggy, I feel like this is what it would have looked like had we seen you ten years ago podcasting, <laughs> like walking around <right> outside.
4: <laughs> I know. Sorry. Okay, I'm back.
1: That's okay. You're good. It's What's crazy audible. is that the audio right, is even so, better now that you're outside. I don't know how that happened.
3: Yeah.
2: Is it better now?
1: It really is. I don't know. Yeah. It's, weird. it's
2: not it's because sounds not
4: bouncing
1: off of walls. Yeah, maybe. The acoustics, as <laughs> you it say. Science. The acoustics it's, are
4: science better. Friends. it's better now. Okay, great.
1: So what we were talking about was just what what misconceptions people have about an eating disorder or somebody with an Right.
4: Eating disorder. Okay. So I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions, as I was saying before, about um looking at someone and judging whether they are sick or not. Any kind of sickness. You can't really judge someone, especially with eating disorders. I think the biggest thing people think of is being in a smaller body. And um, the truth is, with eating disorders, it comes in very, you know, various shapes and sizes, um, genders, ethnicities. um, That's a common misconception because I feel like uh, when you think of eating disorders, the typical thing you think of is very small, um, usually white, younger woman, but the truth is it could look like, you could look like a, uh, you could be in a bigger body. You could be in a, a quote unquote normal size body or average size body, but, um, Yeah. And another misconception I'd like to talk more about too is like males. Like how common is a male eating disorder that doesn't get talked about a lot. I actually did a presentation on the male eating disorder and it is numbers are increasing like dramatically. And the fact is treatment hasn't caught up to the amount of cases there are. So it's like when you, when you get presented with a case of lots of males or an, uh, an increase in male eating disorders. It's like, there's no set way to treat that type of, okay, let's talk about bigorexia. Have you guys talked about, or have you heard of bigorexia before?
1: No, no. Nope. So, no.
4: So bigorexia, and it made me think of, I learned this in, um, I was working at an eating disorder clinic for, um, not too long ago. And, and we were talking about bigorexia and it really made me think of wrestling because bigorexia is, you know, I'm not big enough. And usually Mm -hmm. it's very common in males. It can be in females as well, but, um, especially males, you know, I'm not big enough. You look in the mirror and you see this, you know, scrawny, smaller body type of person, but you know, to a stranger, it's like, oh my gosh, that guy is so buff, he's so rich, he's huge, look at his muscles. But in their mind, the eating disorder part is like, you know, I'm not big enough. So bigorexia is is a newer thing that's getting more talked about nowadays. So I think um yeah, eating disorders in males is definitely kind of we need to find better treatment options and make us like safer environment that kind of presentation of eating disorders because it's not always the same type of case it's not always the small white female it can present itself in in any shape or form any color gender whatever like I said so definitely that's I think that's getting more attention as it should
1: now you came out of rehab and eventually returned to wrestling and were wrestling be it as Buggy Nova, as as, as Ivy Quinn, and, and just really enjoying yourself in wrestling, because of your experiences, did anyone ever? You don't don't name names, obviously, but did anyone ever pull you aside and be like, "Hey, this is me too. Like I have this. Like Did you were you ever in that position in, in a backstage environment, or just you know because of the business?
4: Yeah, I think in um, the wrestling business, it's pretty common, and I would say even more so, kind of more subconsciously. And we, were, we are never in a position to, to, to name anybody as having an eating disorder. I would never say, like, I would never talk to someone and be like, oh, you have an eating disorder. Like, that's no one to diagnose, especially, like, myself. Mm-hmm. But I have been approached by other girls or people that um, have said, oh, I relate to this. Especially with my new Instagram account that focuses more on body image and stuff. It's like, oh, my gosh. I get... I thought I was the only one, or I'm so glad you're talking about this. And it's like people I would never have guessed that, you know, whether they're workers or fans, especially, my DMs are always open. I always say, like, DM me if you're struggling with this or if you want someone to talk to. It's always like uh people you never expect. And and I'm just so glad to to be that person to say, Hey, you're not alone, or to say something and have someone relate to it because it's like, man, I wish I would have had that when I was in that position. So for me, it's like I would love to be that person when you're struggling to be that person to say like, oh wow, I never thought anyone else had this too or had these kind of thoughts. So it's always like I've heard that saying: be the person you you needed at that time, or I forget how the thing is. If you guys have heard it, correct me too. It's like, be the person you needed at the time or something like mm-hmm. that. Like be that person that you needed. So I always say my DMs are always open. And I, that's a big purpose of my new Instagram too, is having that so other people can relate and talk and open discussion and, and release that taboo that eating disorders often have. So so yeah, very common in workers, in in fans, in anybody that I that I reach, that I talk to, that I have seen kind of stuff that I post, it's always like, wow, I would have never guessed, but thank you so much for reaching out.
1: Oh, I could, I could imagine. And and it's good to have that comfortable because I think for some people it's hard to go to a stranger for some people, it's hard to go to somebody, they know, and so <laughs> have that in between. Definitely, <laughs> definitely makes sense. You, you, the Instagram page has come up a few times and I think now, it's, what is it? What is the new Instagram page? Where can they find it?
4: So when you, <laughs> my new Instagram. Okay. So when I made it, I was like, what do I call this? Like, do I, do I use like my real name or like my wrestling name? Cause it's not about wrestling, but mm-hmm. do I use my wrestling name? But, um, so what it is right now is Buggy's nutrition page. That's what it is right now, Buggy's nutrition page. And if it changes, if it changes in, in the future, it might. I don't, I don't know if it'll change. I mean, but that's what it is right now. And um, my DMs are always open. I I try and post things that are kind of on my mind and hope that other people can relate and we can talk about it. So,
2: literally, the first thing that popped up when I searched buggies. And didn't even get past buggies. Like that was the the first page that popped Maybe because oh, Greg's totally. already liked it, but it showed right <laughs> up there. Good, mm-hmm. I'm so
3: yep. glad. Mm-hmm. I, I had a, a question about the transition into uh, you know the academic world, going to school, and becoming uh, a registered dietitian. Coming from a very well known, that sometimes chaotic busy traveling but also time consuming world of of wrestling. Can you share a little bit about that transition from the the world of wrestling into you know uh, going to school um, and now you know the, kind of the steps that you're taking and how different was that or were there crossovers and similarities that you felt wrestling helped prepare you for this uh, new part of life?
4: Yeah, for sure. So I think similarly, It's, um, man, school is like a 24 hour job. And I feel like so was wrestling when I was, especially when I was signed and I was in WWE, literally, I would tell people it's a 24 hour job. Um, even when you're not like on, you're still expected to kind of be on. So kind of similar to, to school and especially with the major of, um, dietetics, it's like, even when you're not in school, you're kind of still in school because you're expected to, to study and to prepare because it is hard oh my gosh if I had known if someone were to tell me like all the classes and like just like the expectations I probably would have been too scared to have tried but I kind of just like okay one step at a time just kind of find like figure it out as I go type of thing um and I'm glad I did because I think I could have easily been scared or talked talked out of it but um equally as challenging. I mean, wrestling is very physical with school. For me, it was a lot of mental, a lot of equals amount of sacrifice. Um, and I think the mentality that I have also is if you want to be good at something, I mean, okay. If I want to be good at something, I have to be kind of obsessed with it because, um, I get easily distracted and, you know, shiny objects. I'm like, Ooh, what's this over here? It's like, no focus. I kind of get obsessed with it and that's what helps me. And I think um, that's what helps me in wrestling is being obsessed with it, being competitive. That gives me that competitive edge. Similarly to in the dietetic fields where I become obsessed with it, that helps me be more competitive. It helps me get, um, helps me be seen more qualified in the eyes of the employer or, or more qualified in the eyes of the internship programs it helps kind of set me apart because I literally get obsessed with what I, whatever it is I'm learning about. So there are a lot of similarities I would say. Um, and differences, you know, my back doesn't hurt as much, which is cool. <laughs> yeah, the physical aspect. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't have to beat anyone up, which is cool. Um, But yeah, it's shockingly, you know, I would say very, very competitive, almost, you know, equally competitive. So, I mean, I like that. I am a very competitive person. So um, there are are similarities. Yeah, that's a good question. Excellent. And
3: ultimately, too, you talked about, you know, this uh, light bulb almost coming off of, of wanting to be. A part of someone else's journey and, and kind of be the help that you received. When did that happen? When did you realize that you wanted to go into dietetics and have this career shift? Is that something you knew early on um, as you were going through treatment, or is it something that happened afterward that you realized?
4: Huh i I think I actually want to do this. Yeah, I think I think when I was going through it, I was a little inspired, but I similar to wrestling I was like I don't think I could ever do this it was like it's pretty cool but I don't know if I could do it until I kind of made the decision to to go back to school so um I worked pretty I mean I did some jobs that were like I wasn't really happy with and I think also that was kind of like a inspired me to go back to school also because it's like well I don't want to do this rest of my life you know Mm -hmm. I and I just wasn't um I didn't see it for myself and and so I think doing something that I cared about um I had that opportunity fortunately um so I took it and I was like okay I think I could do this let me try and do this like I said before, I was, like, had I known it was going to be so hard and strenuous, I was, like, oh, I could have easily been talked out of it. But, I mean, I'm glad, like, I I freaking did it. Like, I graduated. It's, it's a miracle. It's a freaking miracle. So, like, believe me when I say if I could do it, you could do it. Anyone could do it. Because it was, um, yeah, it was a lot. But... uh but yeah, it was a, li- a little bit during a little bit during when I was in treatment I was like, "Oh, that that's like seems like a cool job, like talking to people who because in my experience those nutritionists had personal experience with eating disorders and they were, you know, semi-open about their own experience." So I was like, "Oh, that's so cool. Like maybe I could do that." But especially afterwards when I was like in the workforce and I'm like, "Oh, you know what? Like maybe maybe I should go after this RD job. Maybe I could see, you know, what that's about. Maybe I could do that. So a little bit of both.
1: So what was harder becoming a professional wrestler or getting your bachelor's degree,
4: getting my bachelor's degree <laughs> for sure.
1: And that would blow I would some that. people's it minds. definitely sure. took me longer. Yeah. That, that would definitely yeah, be mind blowing. Just, I know you've announced this previously and, and, and had everything, but just in case people don't know, you're done, right? You're not a wrestler anymore. Like, you're done.
4: Well, it's so.
1: <laughs> She's about
2: to Terry Funk this. Right? Watch out.
4: I, uh, you know, offers come up, fun, fun stuff. You know, fun stuff that I'm like, oh, that would be so fun, you know? So it's like, I, I would like to leave the door open for like fun stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because wrestling is still fun. So I would say, you know, I'm not. I'm not actively trying to, to go and do things like I was before, but if like something fun were to come up, I'm not going to turn it down. You know?
2: I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but Craig DeMarco is a, is a, promor- <laughs> is a promoter.
4: Oh, yeah. I think I think, I think,
5: I think,
2: I think, I think he's having fun now. I think, I think he yes. learned a lot because this has been a road for you, Craig. Of course. It's always um, a. I mean, every. Life, but now every, every life damn show, we get to hear about how Greg Demarco was a promoter, don't we, Miranda?
3: He is.
1: Well It's true. Half the time, you true guys story. Bring it
3: I on, didn't
2: like, know it until this show, and then I'll forget. Come next show, so he'll remind me.
1: It does affect my... I think you caused Miranda to go away. She's now not on the screen.
2: Oh, no. that That's Tucson. That we have No, that's it's not. Too, you, you did this. You did no, this. I do. But I am never the one to mess up the technology on this show. It was it always Greg. Always. When Buggy's calls got dropped nine years ago, it was Greg's fault. It's why I hashtag Greg's fault exists. It was never me. What's, I contribute so nothing to that? interviews. I just make fun of Greg.
1: What's funny about that is that... When when Buggy joined this call, I had to grant her access and denied it on accident. So I did do that. even Wow, today. Greg's
2: fault. So hashtag Greg's fault. Hashtag yes. Greg's fault. Not Vegas a shirt, State. by the way. Why is that not a shirt? That's a good question.
3: Well, because we already have everybody hates Greg. Yeah. So well, everybody we, does
2: hate Greg, but it's because it's Greg's fault. Yeah, we
3: got we got to have a backup for. It's so
2: like an I'm stupid shirt. Like yes. you have like two people wearing them, and like one of, the, and then you have a third. Like the three of us can do this because. Greg could have a shirt that says, I'm Greg. Okay.
1: Patrick, let's,
2: uh,
3: let's,
1: not, I both let's wear talk to the guest instead of your shirt. Right now. <laughs> I,
3: was, I was going and, to no, ask. This, this I, is I, a great wanted, idea. Buggy will really, get a shirt. For me, the golden question for Buggy too is, you know, why? Why did she decide to join you guys for a whole year? Not that you guys That's are lovely, but I would imagine that, you know, she was really busy at the time. <laughs> you know, I, I was
4: it, it was the love in my heart. <laughs> it's love in my heart, you guys. <laughs> Couldn't help
3: myself. That's, that's a lot. I mean, you guys are great people. Love you guys both. However, for a whole year. I, I mean, this coming from you, who keeps coming back to the show for like how many years now? I am not. I'm definitely not as busy, I'm sure, as, as that's Buggy. True. Is and was at the time when she was. I mean, first we got Buggy.
2: Buggy, you used to give us very nice weekly updates, uh, about, about your career, where you were going. I remember those. The name Thunder Kitty comes to mind. It seems like more than once you were working with or against Thunder Kitty. That was, uh, I, I, lots of fun conversations and it. it like those whole shows nine years ago was just riffing on everything. It was like I remember. It was so much
1: fun. I remember nine, ten years ago, Buggy telling me off air, privately or whatever, "Hey, you need to book Davina Rose for interviews. You need to book Davina for interviews." Stupid me never did because now <laughs> she's world famous, known as Bailey, and and there I was, not ever booking her for interviews. So should have listened. Should have. Buggy was like a should've sensation. Listen on 4100mania when I put her in a column like that's how Miranda how she ended up on the show like I randomly put her in a 400mania column people like who's this person and 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 I'm not even tooting my own horn she said it like she got a following and sold merch thanks to us like that's what was crazy about it and nowadays it's the world is so different but 10 years ago podcasting and social media and the internet was so different and it was just fun and and it was a lot of fun to have her come in and do a few minutes and and yeah it was just just a blast um and Buggy, I know obviously time is even limited now. And who know, you know, who knows when we get to do this kind of thing again. Buggy, when you're, when this is all like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years from now, how do you want to be, do you want to be remembered more as a pro wrestler? Do you want to be remembered more as a person who affected people's lives through eating disorders? Like where do you expect? Where do you want? However you want to phrase it, where do you think your biggest mark is going to come from in this world?
4: I I think I would like to, um, you know, maybe both. I would like to be a person that was, you know, if anyone were to remember me or my name were mm-hmm. to be brought up, I think I would like to be thought of as like, this is my journey. I'm sure my journey doesn't look much different than maybe other people's. and. You know, I was um, I was very much a real person and very you know open about my situation most of the time too. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I would pick one or the other, but definitely, uh, as like a journey, just like anybody else. You know, it's like this is one thing that I decided to do, and then it led to this, and hopefully, I could leave um a large impact on on someone's life that sees themselves as either a wrestler or someone that is struggling with mental health or an eating disorder especially and can seek to to get help for that so definitely i think the bigger picture and be remembered for like both like oh yeah she she was a pro wrestler but definitely was a human being at the same time and like needed help and got help.
1: Well, I think you will. And I know you will. And, and, and just like we said, when you were leaving to go to WWE, I know you'll have that impact and you'll make it and and it'll be huge. And thank you. I appreciate all the time that you've given us over the years, including today, but even during that first year, been so much fun. Um, I think, you know, when we have an opportunity to do this in longer form, we can prepare for it and give you a chance to really talk more about these things. Could even be a great opportunity for maybe, maybe, someone else's show maybe Miranda Morales's show and and you know I can kick back and just listen and and let her interview you she does a great job with those as well Buggy but thank you for joining us today thank you for everything before remind everybody the social media handles that you want them to focus on now and then we'll uh play out you're muted again by the way if you're talking you're muted
4: i so sorry. Can That's you repeat me. that?
1: I just, you know, as as we as we say goodbye for today, remind everybody the the best ways they can find you today were well, the best oh, ways: yeah. Instagram, Twitter, whatever you okay, want people to ways.
4: focus on. I am Buggy Nova on Instagram, Buggy Nova, and Buggy Nova with three A's on Twitter. And then, if you guys are interested in any of my mental health or eating disorder information, I am Buggy. Buggy's Nutrition page, Buggy's Nutrition page on Instagram. So hit me up, follow me. My DMs are always open. And thank you guys so much for having me.
1: Of course. Thank you. We'll do it again when you can. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.
4: Thank you so much. See you guys.
0: This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out the Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out thechairshot. All
5: right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better
0: make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got.
1: So we continue the wrestling talk that is nothing about wrestling on this week's edition of the Babyface Heel podcast. As we celebrate 10 years, as Patrick was beginning to allude to this, I think it was before we even started recording. But today that we record, this is Tuesday, June the 8th, 2021. Also commonly known, or maybe not so commonly known, depends on where you are, as National Best Friends Day. And that is where Patrick was trying to go. And I wouldn't let him, because I had a plan. A plan in mind for this three three-minute warning because I am, am the lucky one. I am the lucky one who gets to podcast with these two fantastic individuals each and every week. Um, Patrick for 10 years, Miranda for, for two and a half years now. And and it's just something that, that I cherish and, and that I've been extremely lucky to do. So we're going to go mushy. And I'm going to put both of you on the spot and myself. And, and this is going to be really hard for Patrick, who, who loves to, to go the other direction. You're going to have to indicate one thing that you like, that you appreciate, that you well, like or appreciate about each of the other two people involved in this program in celebration of National Best Friends Day. So um, I don't even know the best order to go in, the best way to do this and and so if you need me to go first i will i'll go first i'll go first and to give you all the opportunity that you need to prepare and to think and and because i've had at least what's it eight twenty two now so i've had at least an hour to think about this when i um you know came up with this idea as i was getting out of the shower earlier but In celebration of National Best Friends Day, I will start with Patrick O'Dowd. I make fun of Patrick O'Dowd, especially privately, for being the bleeding heart liberal that he is. But he is a a champion for the people that need a champion. And and he is, is concerned about things that need to be concerned about that not enough people are concerned about. And... Um, and I, I'll make fun of him and, and give him the old, what are you doing about it all the time? But the fact is there are so many things in this world that not enough people care about that Patrick O'Dowd does and, and that it bothers him. And I know it, it, you know, contributes to things like anxiety and keeping somebody up at night. Because I think the things that I make fun of him about, what are you going to do about it? I think that actually causes stress because I believe that Patrick wants to do things about these things. And it's just sometimes we're not in position to do things about these things. And Patrick's concern, his compassion for others in that are, that are in need that really helping those that can't help themselves is something that has always stood out and always jumped out about Patrick or doubt. and Patrick. That is something that I, Always, but even over the years, have grown even more so to appreciate about you. So, there you go. Oh,
2: thanks, man. Patrick
1: O'Dowd. Miranda Morales, of course, I've not known as long as I've known Patrick O'Dowd, but still uh, one of my best friends in the entire world. And you could probably guess, if you sat there and thought about it long enough, this woman, and this really has nothing to do with the world of professional wrestling, has a rebellious spirit that, that no one that I couldn't even explain. And if they don't know, they just don't know. But there's very much a spirit to Miranda Morales of like, at the end of the day, Miranda is going to do what she wants, what she thinks is best. And, 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 you know, it's kind of, it's ironically enough. If you think about the, uh, the, the lyrics of the song that we played in and out for buggy Nova in her own world, she is the fucking king of the world and, and get out of the way and and if it's either you're gonna help me or you're you're gonna get out of the way. And and that's something that I I love and appreciate as well because we need that in this world. You need that person who's like, I'm going to do this because eventually if you're around that long enough, it's gonna affect you as a human being and you realize there's gonna come a time where you're like, damn it, I'm gonna do this and and whether I know it or lot, I learned that attitude from Miranda Morales. So that rebellious spirit is what I appreciate about you. So now I'm off the hook. So now you guys gotta go. So yeah. who wants to go next?
2: <laughs> Tucson internet says Patrick goes next. Patrick go down.
1: You're going next because Miranda's frozen. That's a beautiful oh, picture. That's take a picture too of that. funny enter oh screenshot
2: that. Screen um, screen camping now.
1: Here you go. Uh, Boom. I have it forever. Oh uh,
2: so I'll talk about I'll talk about my new best friend first, uh, Miranda Morales, and I, I don't know Miranda nearly as well as as you do, Greg. Obviously, being in closer proximity and and the amount of time that you know you two spend together doing some other things, but you know I I don't know about the the independent stuff that you've seen. I mean, I can see it in the way that you know she is on a podcast, but I admire I've always admired the and even this face. Like the the just has been energy that that Miranda brings to just about everything. um I admire that because I think there are times where she may not necessarily be up for a thing, but she doesn't let it show she she really carries it well, at least publicly or forward facing to me. Uh, and I would, I would be willing to guess that that's, that's true for a lot of folks. And, and there are days where her energy brings up my energy, brings up the show, the show's energy at, at times too. Like if I'm down or if you're down, and, and I just, I can't, I, I don't always carry that. And I know I don't always carry that. And it's something that I admire and envy in one Miranda Morales. Um, for you, uh, for as long as I've known you, I I will never forget this conversation that you had with the supervisor who told you you were arrogant. And I truly admire your confidence. I don't know that I would call it arrogance all the time. Sometimes you're arrogant, but I love you. Um, But it's what's made you successful in just about everything I've ever seen you do is that there, there's never been a time where you've been like, I can't do that. Um, or I, or this is, or and this is how I'm going to do it. And this is how it's going to be um, because I know I'm right. And I just am not that guy. Like, and, and I've never been that guy. And there's so many things that I would have never done in my life had I not known you and had you basically be like, we're doing this, let's go do it because it's just not, it's not, it's not my MO. I once walked out of a restaurant because with you there, because the people that I was looking for weren't there. And I was like, well, I don't want to go here now. Uh, and made up some excuse. I didn't to the, to the, to the wait lady at Chili's like, because I was so not secure that I couldn't just be like, no, we're not eating here anymore. I had to like have a reason. And like, I'm just always admired. Like you just kind of going into do it. And like this podcast is a great example. Like the no, like I tell, I've told people like I interviewed Kevin Owens, but like I would have never interviewed Kevin Owens if you hadn't asked somebody with nothing to lose. Like, like, Hey, can we interview you? And it may not have been that you asked Kevin if you, if you could interview him could have been somebody else that then got us to Kevin, but I, I, I wouldn't do bandwagon nerds. If, if you were here, we wouldn't be podcasting if you, if, if it wasn't for you. And so I, yeah, I've always admired that and I envy it.
1: Just for the record, I legitimately just sent Kevin Owens an email when we had that interview. Um, All right. And thankful. I didn't expect him to respond, but thank you. All right, Miranda, now that you're back, because you, yes. lost you for I, I
3: just wanted to hear all the nice things you said about me and leave. So That's that okay. was...
1: You can re- yes, That's the great thing me. about podcasting. You can always re-listen to the show.
3: Yes. Uh, forever. No. I'm sad. I wanted to say Patrick for lack because I you know, such nice things. Uh, but, I'm going to switch this. All right. So, uh, but the same as Patrick. Uh, with him. Uh, I Patrick is a man of many things, whether they're wrestling or not wrestling related. And I really admire that about him. And the, he stands for whatever weight, no matter the only person doing that or not. And it's made me want to stand for things in a much stronger way, more vocal things. And it has tried since that is very much appreciated. Uh and you know, to you know wrestling and uh, things just bring people together. He a Interesting that I admire and appreciate someone who likes all of that as well. Laughing.
1: We're laughing because your internet's so bad right now. We heard about a third of what you said. Uh, we get the gist right. of what you were saying. Don't get me wrong. We do. But yeah, you were robotic for a good portion of it.
3: Uh, well, that was about part of me talk. Uh, is not going to work right now. Great. <laughs>
1: Well, now she's given us a silent treatment.
2: So catch Miranda Morales' thoughts of Greg DeMarco <laughs> on the next episode of The Miranda Show.
1: Right. I might Coming have to, to you ask her on to Thursday. do that during her show.
3: Maybe. No, I was going to say, Greg, you're great. Greg, you're great.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that, that was a no. Way to screw up the gimmick. Uh, just real quick, also to echo some of the things that Patrick said. About you know, having opportunities and doing things um, that you've never done, I echo a lot of those sentiments. So many things, opportunities that I hadn't had, or just opportunities I wouldn't have taken or had done, it wasn't for Greg. So as as. He is encouraging and supportive, he is though. He is also very honest and I've always appreciated that uh, about him. For some people it's brutal honesty. I've uh, always appreciated the fact that he'll give it to you as it is. Even if you don't wanna hear, um, he'll he'll give you things straight up. Both of you really do. Both of you are very honest and that's one of the things I appreciate about both of you. And I've learned a lot to being under both of your wings as a wrestling fan, as a podcaster, um, and just life in general. Um, and, and there's so much, I, as much as I joke earlier, I really wouldn't want to be spending a Tuesday night doing anything else. Um, that's why I've been coming back for so long, not only, you know, uh, because I enjoy it, but also because both of you are just outstanding men and, and people I love to call friends.
1: All right. Excellent. So well, thank you, Miranda. Yes. Thank you. And, and hopefully, hopefully that audio works better here in a little bit. When we record the other two shows, but we'll be on zoom. Zoom tends to work, work out better and we'll make it happen. But for everyone that has been a part of this, of course, we you know Patrick and I especially, but also Miranda, can't echo enough how much we appreciate that. I did actually uh, wanted to bring up one thing, and I've said this to Miranda previously, and I've said it to Patrick as well. Like I remember, like different things, like like pushing Miranda to to certain bookings, and you know when I told Patrick he needed to host bandwagoners and not let somebody else host it, things like that. Like I don't give opportunities to my friends. I make sure that my friends get opportunities that they deserve and that they're prepared for and that they have the ability to do. And that's the biggest thing for me is that I've never never given somebody something that they didn't actually earn anyway. And and sometimes there are so many people that earn something, that have the ability to do something, that never get the chance to because someone doesn't give it to them. And so for me, it's, it's, I don't want to give somebody, I don't just give away opportunities. I make sure the right people get opportunities is kind of how I look at it. And that applies to both of you and so many others. And so, um, so I'm just glad that I've been able to do that for, for a lot of things. Cause it's important to me that, that I can take a platform that I have and, and give it to, to others as well. And that's a big thing that we've been about you know, with the chair shot, with everything else for the past years. Even when when I was putting buggy in the articles at Four One One Mania and I started her following. Like it's just when you have something, use it for good. So that will do it for this week's edition of the Babyface Healed Podcast. As we sit right about an hour, despite everything and the guests in it and everything else. So you can follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. That's W R E S T L N G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist. Miranda Morales is at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram. No Twitter because she is not only the queen of soft style, but also the Twitter list. Heroin at Chairshot Media is the website. Of course, as Miranda told you earlier, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chair Shot. Get a shirt, pick up a shirt. I, mean, I believe it was Roderick Strong years ago, Patrick O'Dowd, that would end Ring of Honor promos with, buy a shirt or buy the shirt. So yes, buy the shirt and whenever roderick makes his return i'll be very very happy but thank you for listening to this week i've got a fun little uh stuff planned for next week as we continue to round out our month-long celebration of 10 years of podcasting right here as part of the Chairshot shot radio network and so many more for patrick o'dow and for miranda morales my name is greg Demarco. we appreciate you listening and uh we look forward to doing this again next week so until next time comes around We just want to remind you, of course, to always use your head.
0: Were you trying to get crazy with this, eh?
5: Don't you know I'm (laughs) local?